Welcome to the King's Cast. Dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Let's uh, turn in our Bible to Luke chapter 24. Luke 24. We're going to read the resurrection story. It's a good idea, isn't it? On a day like today. The historian Luke records this for us. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said, to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. And bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This um, first Easter day was an enormous shock to these people. I think because probably before you ever picked up the Bible for the first time, you already knew, probably, that Jesus rose from the dead. It's not like a book you read and suddenly there's like a real shock in it. My goodness, he's, he's been killed. You know, it's not like watching a movie where suddenly somebody dies. and You think, wow, they've, they've killed off the lead actor in the movie here. And you're shocked. No, before you picked up the Bible, you probably knew already that Jesus died and that Jesus rose again. But for these people, it was a shock. It's a shock that he died, but actually it's an even bigger shock that he rose from the dead. And we don't have time to develop that. But all the way through the story of the resurrection, 
you hear phrases like, the women told them, but they thought their words were nonsense. Or, Peter ran to the tomb, saw the empty grave clothes, and went away wondering what had happened. Phrases like that. They don't get it straight away at all. On one occasion, Jesus says to his disciples that he's going to rise from the dead, and it actually says they walk away wondering to themselves what rising from the dead might mean. They really struggle to get it, that he's going to rise from the dead. And so there's this shock that's upon them as it happens. And the angel appears, and as we just read here in the Gospel of Luke, and this is the verse I want to give to you this morning before we uh, go off and enjoy the rest of our day and our, our holiday weekend for some of us. The angel says to them, Why do you seek the living from among the dead? Amazing uh, phrase, I love it. Why seek ye the living from among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And there they were in this, in this tomb, looking for Christ. And the angel has to say, the, the Jesus you're looking for does not hang around tombs. He's got resurrection life in him. He's not here. He's not here. And of course, that's the, the glory of this story. He who was completely and utterly dead was suddenly alive again, raised to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the heart of the gospel. It's the heart of the Christian message. Jesus died. Jesus was raised. And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. But I want to just take a moment, not, not going to be so long today. I want to take just five, six minutes just to ask you the same question and to ask my own heart too. The same question of you that the angels asked of them. And this was the question. Why do you seek the living from among the dead. Let me slightly rephrase it to help us. Why would anyone look for life in a graveyard? Why would anyone look for life in a place that God calls death? And what we find in our own lives, in the lives of the people around you, sitting here today and many other folk we know, is that actually we are very good at seeking for life in places that are dead. We still have the same problem that these first Easter women had. Let me explain what I mean. For example... Dead religion. Dead religion. Christianity is not a religion, but it's had a religion made out of it. 
Can you say amen? It's not supposed to be a religion. It's supposed to be a living relationship with Jesus. That we live in the presence of Jesus. We live in the knowledge of our friendship with Jesus. And yet what we find in this world today is plenty of people, even this morning, all across the UK and all across the world, will have stood up, sat down, stood up, sat down. Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. I wonder what's on BBC One later. La, 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 la. When you look at them, and sometimes look at us too, you know, not having a go at anyone else. We look and we say, have these people really been at the empty tomb? It don't look like it. And instead of having a, a living relationship with Jesus, instead they have sought it in dead religion, rules and regulations. By the way, rules and regulations they don't even keep. Or maybe they have sought their religion in idolatry and blocks of wood and stone. Maybe they have sought it as they have sought to go after the words of modern day or latter day prophets forsaking Jesus Christ as the way, the truth and the life. And I'm going to ask you today, because I don't know where you are at, I don't know who you are, some of you, I don't know what's been happening in your life. Do not seek life among death. Do not seek life among death. Sometimes we uh, meet with very thirsty Christians. Very thirsty. And they are a dream to minister to because they are just desperate for God. And sometimes that's because of a work of grace in their lives. But sometimes it's because the very place they worship, they do not have water there. There's no running river of God there. And so they become thirsty. And they're desperate for the reality of Jesus. They're desperate for the presence of Jesus. But instead of being bold to think, I must be in a place where the river is flowing so I can drink from it. They rather say to themselves, well, I believe God has placed me in this other place in order to effect a change. Now, sometimes that may be true. But that's the equivalent of saying this. Even though the restaurant is awful and the food is terrible, I think by the fact that I go there, I'm going to improve it. You're not. Unless you get a job in the kitchen, you're not going to change the menu. Why seek for life 
among death. Dead religion. Other kinds of religious experience. Why seek ye the living among the dead? And can I say loud and clear, Pentecostal people can be just as bad as everybody else. Just as bad as everybody else. Because we can also have a form of godliness. Some people do this, and charismatics do this. But it can just be the same. If it's not a real relationship with Jesus, can you say amen? Why seek ye the living among the dead? No, Christians are supposed to have a relationship. And how do you know if it is dead or alive? How do you know? I tell you, because he will be there. The angel said, you can't find him here. He's not here. He's not here. So we need to be in a place where he is. Let's move on to another. The deadness of sin. Why seek for the living? Why seek for life in a place of death? The Bible says this. The wages of sin is... The wages of sin is... Death. The the reward of sin is death. It must be that we don't generally believe that. If we did, we wouldn't want to work for such a master to receive such a payment. There's a reason why, for some believers, their Christianity doesn't work. It's because actually they give themselves over to far too many controlling and wicked habits. And they say, it's, it's my problem, it's what, I, it's what I have to bear. I love it when people say this, well, I've got this problem and God's, God's been talking to me about it. Like, I know he hasn't. Or God's been trying to talk to me. How many of you know that God doesn't try to do anything? In fact, God has been speaking, we've just not been obeying. It's so sad. To see uh, believers running hither and everywhere after the, what the Bible calls, you know, the fleeting pleasures of this life, the fleeting pleasures of sin. It's terrible to be lukewarm as a believer. You know why? Because you can't enjoy anything. If you're lukewarm, you can't enjoy the world. Because while you're out there, you're thinking, oh, it's not right, is it? Shouldn't really be here. Shouldn't really be doing this. I shouldn't really be in this man's bed. I shouldn't really be in this kind of environment. I shouldn't really be hanging around with these sort of these sorts of people all the time. Because you've got enough of the spirit in you to know that it's not the will of God for you. And you know what's sad? You can't enjoy the church either. Because you've got enough of the world in you to condemn you as you stand in a place of worship. Being lukewarm is the most miserable thing to be. That's why the Lord says, rather be hot or cold. Rather be hot or cold. Why would anyone seek for life where there is death? The wages of sin is death. Paul says of our condition that once 
we were dead in transgressions and sins. It's not a great word to describe. The world will talk about the pleasure of sin. The Bible talks about sin as being a thing of death. As we heard this morning over at the, uh, over at the center, Adam and Eve did not drop dead when they sinned, but they spiritually died straight away. Don't be dead inside. Don't seek for life from the place of the dead. That girl may allure you, sir. The girl may allure you either in person or on a screen. But it leads to death. You'll be be of all men most miserable. And the same for you, mom, lady. Just leads to death. Why seek for life among the dead? The third one. And the final one. Where we might feel the angel's words are still speaking to us today. A dead future. We've spoken of a dead religion. The deadness of sin. How about a dead future? There was a prayer that Jesus taught us all to pray. Let your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. There's something absolutely glorious for you and it is called the will of God. Very early on in my Christian life, I was introduced to this idea. The will of God. That I wasn't just a number. I wasn't just a, a chance occurrence in this world. I didn't come into the world because my parents thought I should or allowed me to. But I came into this world because God had many plans for my life. And the same for you. That you're not just a number, a statistic, a, a chance occurrence. Sometimes people say, in, maybe often in private, very rarely in public, but in private they might say, actually, I was an accident. My mum and dad didn't mean to have me. How can there be an accident in the plans of the Almighty? What you mean is your mum and dad didn't know what God's will was. But here you are. And I want to encourage you with this. Find out what God wants you to do and then go and do it. Now, it's a two-step process because some don't even do the first part. Others do the first part, but then they think they know what they should do, but then they step back when they see the cost of it. And whatever God calls you to do, it's going to cost you. It's not going to be free. It's going to cost you. But find out what God wants you to do, and then go and do it. But we see people from time to time 
we see them abort the plan of God for their lives. And you can look at the person and talk to the person and you know, you know that you know that you know that there was some incredible divine purpose in their life. But when they saw the cost, when they saw how much it would mean for them, cost for them, cost them in terms of time or righteousness or even money, I've been invited to South America just last night. Guess what? When I go to the when I go to the airport, they will not let me on the plane for free because it's the will of God. In fact, if I go to the desk and say, "Let me on the plane," it's the will of God. I'm likely not to be allowed to fly ever again. <laughs> but God's got something for you. And not just one thing, but maybe hundreds of things. Hundreds of special days. Hundreds of things, places for you to go, people for you to meet, lives for you to impact. Not just one thing, but many things. The Bible does not say that God has a plan for our life. It says God has plans for our life. Many other plans for our life. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to bless you and give you a hope and a future. You must find out what God wants you to do. Then you must go and do it. Or you can do the other thing, which is you can seek life among death. Well, I'd like to go and do this thing, but actually I'd much prefer to pursue uh, money or career or, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I just want to fit in with the guys. And if I do what God wants me to do, I, I'm not going to fit in anymore. Let me tell you this. If you do what God wants you to do, you will not fit in anymore. And it's all part of the cost. You see young men who, you know, God has called them, but yet they, they do not respond to the call. They might respond at an altar call. But I've been in this ministry long enough to know that we've done altar calls that didn't alter Anyone's call didn't change them at all. No, it's all about finding out what God wants you to do and then going to do it. Doing it. Why seek for life among death? If you do what God requires of you, if you do what God calls you to do, the cost will be high but the fulfillment, the fruitfulness, the reward will be amazing. So don't look for life among dead religion. Don't look for life among ritual and procedure and law. Because he is not here in that. And don't look for life where the bright lights are, where the alcohol flows, 
where promiscuity flows. Seeking after life. Seeking after life in a place of death. Don't do that. Why not? Because he is not here. He's not in that. He's not in dead religion. And he's certainly not in dead sin. He's not there. And don't look for life in in some ambitious plan that you might have. Uh, Of course, God calls some people to be very successful business people. It's not money that is evil, but it is the love of it that is the root of every kind. But, But don't seek for life the way that others do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to as well. Why? How can that be? Because in the will of God, he is there. But in your own plan, we hear the angels say, he is not here. He is not here. It is the presence of the Lord that gives us life. If we want to have life, we better make sure that we're standing near him. So today, let's seek and enjoy the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in our lives. Let me ask you this morning, very simple, do you really know him or not? If you're fearful that we'll play some music and call people to the front, we won't. But I want to ask you this very simple question. Do you really know him? Are you acquainted with him? Or are you in love with him? Because the resurrection power of Christ comes as we meet the risen Lord. And maybe there have been some things you've done. Some places you've gone to try to find life. Sort sort it in. In some relationships and beds. Sort it through through, uh, uh, material gain. But if he is not there, then there is no life in it. Lord, we want to be where you are. Thank you for listening and we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.